Good day, everyone, and thank you for tuning into Answers with Dr. J, a business and industry podcast created to give you what you need to succeed, bringing my college business classroom directly to you. I've learned a lot over the years, and more importantly, I've won a lot, and I know winning is why you're listening. This podcast is going to teach you to win at every aspect of business. Live your dreams, not someone else's. In Lecture 5, I ask, do you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Entrepreneurship will be the hardest thing you have ever done. Transitioning from working for someone else to working for yourself will take tremendous hard work. That's why I've asked my next guest interviewee, a hard worker who juggles all many demands for success, to bless us with the word. Her work takes her all over the country to states like Georgia, Arkansas, Illinois, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. We're going into her tank to learn what makes her tick, her habits, her philosophy, and her tools for success. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking of none other than Ms. K. Jillian, principal and owner of K. Jillian Designs. She's going to tell us what it takes for us to remodel our lives. Let's get her on the line. Hello. Hello, is this Ms. K. Jillian? It is. Dr. J? Yeah, how are you doing? I am awesome. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I am so glad that you are going to be my next interviewee on Answers with Dr. Chase. I think it's going to make for a very exciting episode, considering it is, and our listeners probably aren't going to believe it's 10 o'clock at night to prove how busy you are and how you are getting this into your very busy schedule. But before we get into all of those little details, tell the listeners who is Kay Jillian. I do interior design in the Tampa Bay area. Interior design is my passion. I've been doing it now for 15 years and servicing clients uh, for any of their interior design needs. So it's what I do. See, too funny here, but it is that one of the few things on your Facebook page is your phone number and your birth date. Why is that like the only thing in your info section on Facebook, Ms. Jillian? I don't What's even know when I realized that was there, so I will have what to What are you correct. selling on Facebook, Ms. Jillian? <laughs> I will have some correcting to do. So I will tell you, my original Facebook account was hacked, and um, it was down for about a year. So this was me, you know, putting it, you know, reestablishing it again. And I was very limited with what I said. I don't, I don't even understand why the first date and that is there. So I'll be looking into that. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you reached out and you called. I'm like, how did you get my number? So no, I was <laughs> crazy. Okay, thank you for that heads up. What is your educational background? Do you have, how do you become an interior designer? So my story as far as what I'm doing currently is probably a little bit different than most. I attended Florida A&M University, graduated in 2000, food science major. So I went on to do actually pharmaceutical sales. From that, I went on to join another hospital corporation company. My last position was actually assistant vice president. And from there, I launched my interior design business because that was always a passion of mine and then eventually left corporate America in 2015 to pursue it full time. So my path is a little bit different. So, Ms. Jillian, after you graduated from Florida A&M University, what was your intended path and what was your actual path? 
So I was actually in the master's program pursuing a master's in food science when I was approached to interview for a position for pharmaceutical sales. And so at the time, I was not familiar what it was, didn't know anything about the pay, but after doing research, realized I would make about what I would make with the master's. So I stepped out, started preparing for that interview, and then, of course, gained the position. So how it went down for me. That's very interesting you would say pharmaceutical sales because you know, the listeners don't know. We don't know each other. We're learning about each other as we speak here. And my first job out of college was pharmaceutical sales with Bristol Myers Squibb. And in that job, I had to learn. And I was actually taught as part of my training to be extremely organized because we're technically managers, territory managers, selling in a territory that we manage with a sales goal out on our own, our manager could live literally a state away potentially, and we have to have the discipline, the organization to get out there and make it happen, which ties right into really why I asked you to be on before we even get there. You're giving me something to ask you about, and that is what you learn from pharmaceutical sales as far as what it takes to do that. Yeah, so I, I truly look at, you know, look back at my career and I think that pharmaceutical sales is an introductory to entrepreneurship. You're, as you mentioned, you're a manager in your own right and you're managing your schedule, you're managing your positions, who you're seeing. And those pharmaceutical reps that are effective and successful, they master this. And I think the biggest lesson I learned was to work smart and not hard. Um, and just learning how to really make the best of my time and how to be most influential with my positions, best utilizing my time and my efforts to make sure I, I see the results that I'm looking to achieve. I know a lot, a lot of people who help brand other, my last guest, Catherine McHenry is into that business. Your branding is what attracted me to you other than um, us running in some common circles, like I said, we, we've never met. How do you conceive, how did you conceive your website design and the art that's on there? Are the pictures, aside from your portfolio, actually from your design portfolio? Because it's, it's stunning. It's a stunning website. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, Definitely, it took years to build everything that's there, but every single photo that is on my website is um, design that I've done for a client. And um, obviously, I don't list them all. I'm very selective with what goes on there now because I just don't want too much content and overwhelm um, anyone coming to view it. But when you're in interior design, it's an aesthetic field. So everything is all about aesthetics and your presentation and what you represent and so it was very important to me with my business cards to my website to make sure that I'm showcasing something that my clients would find inviting and it kind of speaks to what I would be bringing into their space. Mm -hmm. You travel a lot so I would describe your work as exotic and envy. Or tell me about the most memorable design or remodel project that you've had. Wow, I, I would say there are so many projects that um, are memorable in their own right. For me, it's just continuing to grow and um, learning something from every new client. The interesting thing is, you know, when you're doing interior design, I look back 
and I may be um, digressing slightly from your question, but when you look back over, you know, when I thought it was amazing starting out 50 years ago and the progression, um, whenever you're in a creative field and you continue to do better and better, but... The most memorable design or remodel project that you've had, you know, where did you go? What were you doing? Because there used to be television shows highlighting and still are highlighting people who do what you do, which is very cool. So can you bring some of that to us? Absolutely. I would say the most memorable is doing a client in Washington, D.C. I'm traveling for clients. There is no time for rest because you're there for a short amount of time. So typically I'll fly in on a Thursday and then I'll leave out on a Sunday or a Monday. And so it is nonstop. I would say roughly 19, 20 hour days, which I know it sounds crazy, but literally we're shopping until the store is closed and then we go back to the client's space and I'm setting up until two, three in the morning and then we're doing it again the next day. So this one in particular, I was actually pregnant and continuing to work and push so that would be the one that I would say is most memorable. How long are those type of projects or engagements when you leave home and have to leave your family and go work for a client? So the traveling part, I would say, again, is roughly about four or five days when I'm traveling out of town. And I do also travel sometimes over a two-day period, three-day period. It really just depends on the size of the home and how many spaces have to be designed in that time frame. How long can a client hire you for? Let's, let's say a real estate mogul needs you on site in Dubai for the next six weeks that they are building and constructing their project. Do you? You know, I tell you, I'm slowly coming out of it right now, but I call it my season of yes. And literally, I don't say no to projects and opportunities. If it's something that I think is going to propel me to the next level, something that's going to bring growth to my business and to my brand, I'm going for it. And if it's challenging me, then that's something I'm going to do. So I would work at a way to work it out and be there. Ms. Jillian, you said you've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. You mentioned you were pregnant on the Washington, D.C. project. How do you manage it all? What makes you hit? How have you been able to be so successful? I think you just take it one moment at a time and just don't expect perfection is the biggest thing. And I think a frustrating moments would be when you have a hectic day and a stressful day and you're juggling everything and you're trying to get there to get your kids on time from school and maybe you're running a little late and then they're flustered. I mean, it's just keeping yourself calm and reminding yourself that you're not going to be perfect, but you're doing your best and you just keep going. And knowing that I'm an example to my kids provided a certain lifestyle for them when I was in corporate America. And so when I decided to leave corporate, to pursue my passion of interior design. I didn't want their lives to be impacted in a negative way financially. So I've been grinding to make sure that they can still have those life experiences that they've always had. Do you read any books, magazines, periodicals? I do. So I only read books that are self-help. I mean, this is just the season that I'm in right now. I do love all types of books, but in this season, I'm only focused on self-help. I will say one of my favorite books is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And that's mm -hmm. absolutely one of my favorite. It's really just speak to how any ailments that you may have, how you've attracted them into your life by your thoughts. And so that is truly what I believe in and will stand behind. I believe what we think we can manifest. So that would be one of my favorites. Did you say speaking ailments into your life through your thoughts? Is that the thoughts? Was that the word I heard? Yeah, so the ailments that you attract from an ear infection to a cough to a headache to cancer even, how what you've continued to think has manifested that ailment into your life. And so by shifting your thoughts, you can change your trajectory. 
Ms. Gillen, how you describe it, it sounds spiritual. Are you a spiritual person? Are you saying that from a spiritual perspective? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was raised in church. Didn't go every Sunday, but I turned to God often. I think you always have to have a higher being and something that holds you accountable and that keeps you on the right track. Ms. Jillian, one of the reasons I thought of you that I know you're a busy, successful career woman. You juggle school-age daughters. How do you manage being a single mother entrepreneur juggling all that you have to juggle to put food on the table for your kids? Yeah, so I will take the term single mom lightly in the sense that I am divorced. My kid's father, my ex-husband, is an amazing father. So he is there providing for the kids, and we have their joint custody of the kids. And with him being very involved and active, it allows me during that time when they are with him where I can really grind. And those are my really late evenings, and I'm up until, you know, sometimes 2, 3 in the morning and waking up again at 7 in the morning. So that's when I really get it in. But at this point in my business, even on the days that I have them, once I get them down, tonight, as you know, we had a volleyball game, and then I come home, I'm cooking dinner, getting the kids down, and then working on myself. So you make time for the things that matter and the things that are important. And if you want to be successful, you don't look at it as a sacrifice. These are just the times that you have to put in to achieve the levels that you're trying to get to. And for me, I'm not looking to grind and do this indefinitely. I'm trying to set things in place, residual income, and different things of that nature where I can spend more and more time with my family because that was the reason for leaving corporate and pursuing my passion. Ms. Jillian, you mentioned you prefer to read self-help books at the season that you're in. What's the philosophy of your season? My philosophy is with being kind. I know that sounds a little cliche, but I believe in always being kind and keeping in mind that there's always enough for everyone, right? So if you just keep going, you'll get there. I think a lot of times you see other people, especially now with social media and Instagram, we're quick to compare and just staying focused and knowing that if I keep going, that I will eventually get to the level that I want to get to. Can you share why is your philosophy being kind? Has there been an event in your life other than, of course, what you've already shared that has sparked a period in your life to focus on kindness? You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm literally sitting here in my room as we're talking, and I, I have my personal mission statement here, and it's to always be kind, have an open mind, open heart, and to live without fear or regret. And I always lead with kind because it's something that can be taken for granted. And one of my biggest pet peeves are people that are not kind to others. Yeah, it's just it's such a simple act, and I just think it's necessary. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that mm-hmm. just to be kind to other people. So it will always be listed for me. It's Number one, nothing traumatic has ever happened to me. So who would believe in treating people with kindness? When people around you are not being kind and trying to stress you out, are there anything that you do to decompress, to get a little stress? You know, it's funny because I really believe you attract what you think about. And I know we've talked about it a little bit, but I don't attract a lot of that. I really feel like I attract people that exude the same energy that I'm putting off. So typically the type of person that I attract in my realm are positive people. Every now and again, of course, you come across it. But when you're in a positive mindset, you don't even notice it. So when I have a person that's being rude or you just keep it moving and you don't let them disrupt your day.
obviously I'm not perfect to have moments where it can happen, but you, again, you keep moving and you tell yourself just to stay positive. But I don't attract it much. I really regurgitate through words what I want to attract. So if I find myself where I am attracting something opposite of that, then I check myself. And I'm like, okay, what have you been thinking lately? What have you been focusing on lately? So I change my words to myself. And it could be as simple as I only attract kind you know, kind and patient clients or only attract clients that are genuine. I just speak into my life what I want to attract. Closing out, if there was one thing that you can say or you wanted to say to inspire other women who may have had a similar background as yourself to arrive to where you are today, what would be that that you would share with them? It would be not to stop and to go after your desires, you know, I hate to say that life is short because we say it all the time, but we have limited time and we have to take control of our lives and really go after the things that matter to us because nobody else is going to do it for you. And the time continues to pass and tick and you're the only person that can pursue your dreams. So you have to go after them. Thank you, Kay Jillian of Kay Jillian Designs for joining us on this lecture of Answers with Dr. J. Listeners, my hope is that by this time, you all have captured what it takes to be an entrepreneur. You heard from Ms. Jillian how her path has taken her through career changes, through marriage, raising children, divorce. It's a big deal to go through all of that, corporate America, and then transition to entrepreneurship. It takes a strong person with good spirit and will to accomplish the success that Ms. Jillian has accomplished for her business, K. Jillian Designs. Congratulations to her and to her success. And for all of you who are going to take what you've learned and apply it to yourselves in your business. Thank you, Ms. K. Jillian, principal and owner of K. Jillian Designs, for being a guest on Answers with Dr. J. Listeners, stay tuned as we begin our lecture series on financial statements and financial accounting next on Answers with Dr. Jack.